Whoa, 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 what is up, everybody? I am Kyle Pagan. Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. If you're watching on the YouTube, hit that thumbs up for me. Hit subscribe as well, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to chat. What's up, guys? Thanks for always coming back. Shout out to Kevin Kincaid. Let's bring him on today. Kev. Hey. What are you doing this weekend since uh, the the football team we cover in this city has a uh, bye week because, well... We're the number one seed. We're the best team in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, watching the other football games, is I was listening to the Cuz today while I was going to pick up my sick kid from the nanny. Oh, body! The Cuz just said football, football. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Dude, I, by the way, I'm scattered too. I'm like completely disheveled. I don't even know what I'm wearing. This is like an XL Philadelphia Union shirt. It's got paint stains on it. it this is my painting shirt. Yeah, I was like, I'll just grab it off the top of the pile. I think I put it on the wrong pile in the closet. It's supposed to be like the shitty clothes. Do you have a shitty clothes pile, like for like outdoor work or, or painting or whatever? <laughs> Buddy, live in an apartment. No, <laughs> no outdoor work in Kensington. Right? <laughs> Guess what my outdoor work is? Hey, uh, maintenance man, I got a request filed, and you might as well come up here and uh, I got a leaky roof. Am I fixing yeah. that? Hell no, you, I'm not fixing that. You know how you didn't ask the tree to come like uh, you didn't ask the city to come plant a tree like in your front yard and get like a two like a two by two like uh, whatever. Can do that. It takes about six months to get, but you can do that. You, took you me can. two years. Took us two years to get two it. Years? Yeah, we moved into Fishtown in 2015, and we put the request in right away because, as you know, I'm a big outdoors guy. I like trees. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You <laughs> bought a house in Fishtown. Your first order of business was we need some greenery. We yeah, I wanted, I wanted a tree out in front. Yeah, they're free, man. You don't got to pay anything for it. So it's kind of like the Obama phone. You just they just give you one. You know, the Obama tree. Yeah, and so. Tree. It took two years. I had to follow up with like the Arbor Department or whatever the fuck they're called. Like, hey, when's my when's my tree coming? 2017, they finally planted the tree. And so I built I went to the Home Depot in Port Richmond. I built like a nice like brick, like border, two layers of brick. And I used like I glued them all together and I made this like nice, nice box for it and everything. Like three days after I finished it, some dipshit was trying to parallel park and they drove up onto the brick <laughs> and it crushed like half of the brick on it. So I just took it off and it was like a three-sided brick thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm scattered today, man. I'm sorry. I had to pick up my sick kid and, you know, she was watching Bubble Guppies. I threw some BS up on the site. So here we are. You know, Brother, I got to tell you, man, you guys, you, Kyle, Je- Jeff, uh, Russ, now, congratulations. Shout out to Russ. Had his fourth kid over the weekend. Yeah. You guys <laughs> are just perfect fucking birth control. I'll tell you that. You are <laughs> the best birth control in the world. Oh. Yeah, no, we're done, man. We uh, no, I'm, I'm. We are absolutely done. I mean, one was hard enough. Two is like an impossible task. I don't know how people do three or four. You know, Godspeed to all of you, man. I feel like I, I feel like every other week I'm picking up a sick kid from a, from whatever. But I try to, you know, I try to power through and do, do uh, you know, great content for the uh, Crossing Broad readers. So. Yeah, I think I think Russ is just trying to build a hockey team at this point, just hoping <laughs> one kid gets a scholarship, because. <laughs> Because one day the gambling money will run dry. Okay, unfortunately, the gambling money will one day run dry. We'll get we'll, we will reach the mature uh, uh, part of the life cycle in the gambling community. Craig will have won't have a job. Well, hopefully, maybe this will be off the ground by then, and then he'll be able to just be a full time producer with us, and I'll have to stop making graphics and uh, yeah. do all this other Photoshop shit in the background. One day, but I think Russ wants to build a hockey team so that one of those kids might get a scholarship so that he can pay for college for all of them. That's right. Yeah, I don't even know how Russ like he's never complaining in Slack about like a sick kid or this or that. I feel like he's got twice as many kids as I do. And I feel like I do the disproportionate amount of bitching. I don't know. Maybe I just got to pull up the big boy pants and whatever, you know? Yeah, true. You're you're a pussy. You're a pussy. That's true. I am. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, So, all right, let's get into something. Everyone yeah. let's out. get let's get it back to the Eagles. Let's get it back to the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. This is Sports Talk Radio. You know, the program director will be pounding down our door right now saying, take some phone calls and let's talk about the Eagles. <laughs> but listen, that's what the people want. All right. Let's just segue into that. Whatever sports radio is doing in Philadelphia, Craig, if you can pull up that those ratings, I have it in the doc there. Whatever sports radio is doing, they're doing it well because they are absolutely obliterating everybody around the nation. This is uh, – Kev wrote this yesterday if you saw it on crossingbroad.com. These are the numbers out in New York, 
Boomer and Gio do a 9.7. Tiki and Tierney do a 6.4. Carton and Roberts do a 7.7. Then you head over to Chicago, which is 6.7 to score. They're doing 4.8, 5.6, 4.7. Then you get to Philadelphia. Cataldi is doing a 15.5. DeCameron and Rich are doing a 12.3. And Marks and Reese are doing a 16.9. I think that comes in second only to the guys up in uh, in Boston. So really, dude, if you're – if you're trying to break into a market for sports radio, I mean, Boston right now and Philadelphia are probably the hottest markets. I mean, I'm not a sports radio guy. I've said it before. I don't really drive. I don't listen to it. I don't get anything from it. Not, you know, shitting on anybody out there. I mean, congratulations to these guys. I mean, these numbers, numbers never lie. I just, I was shocked to see how high these numbers are because I just don't understand listening to it. I don't, but shout out to them. It's working. So everybody knows what they're looking at here, right? And for the podcast listeners, basically like what Kyle shared is from that uh, Radio Wars uh, story from Wednesday when we were talking about how popular sports talk radio is in Philadelphia. So the way that they do these numbers is they're called like shares. So you're basically determining like how much of the the radio listenership pie was taken by sports talk radio in each of these markets. So even though like Boomer and Geo were first in New York with a 9.7 in the mornings, Angela was first in Philadelphia mornings with a 15.5. So it's basically Angelo and Preston and Steve in Philadelphia gobbling up like the morning pie and then everything kind of dies off from there. But disproportionately, like when you look at radio listenership across all Philadelphia, sports talk radio eats up a ton of it. Now, it may just mean it may mean also that in other markets, like they may have stronger music stations or people may prefer to listen to music or or talk or NPR or whatever. But in Boston and Philly, like the largest shares in each book are taken by sports talk. So, and I'm not surprised by that. I mean, like Boston right. is, is, is just like Philly in, in terms of like, you know, them just being obsessed with sports talk all the time. Right. And like toucher and rich and all those guys up there, they do massive numbers too. So um, I really wasn't surprised to, to see this, to, to be quite honest. I mean, you, know, you look at like the numbers at the fanatic pool, like 3.2 and 4.4 and 3.3. I mean, it's really not that far away from like these Chicago numbers that you're showing mm-hmm. right there. You know, four point and five point six and all that. So I still, so I still think like my conclusion from doing this and this, all this came from Barrett Sports Media, by the way. So credit to them. Um, my conclusion was that yeah, sports talk radio is huge in Philly, but I still think there's enough of a sports talk radio audience in Philly that the fanatic can can kind of reclaim some of what they lost. Hmm. By the way, too, I'll just say this is a final point. We don't put the. I didn't write the actual numbers out. I didn't write fifteen point five and twelve point three and sixteen point nine and all this stuff because I think Maestro at one point said, "Don't we? We're not going to do this because I, I swear to God, I thought Nielsen like threatened him at some point because so people understand you got to pay to get these numbers. Like these are proprietary like ratings numbers that people who participate in the program they're the only ones who are privy to it. So when the media gets it, it's like it has to be leaked by somebody who has the numbers, right? Um, so I, I, Barrett, Barrett can do it without repercussion. I guess we should start doing it again. We should definitely start doing it until they until they slap us on the wrist. But then again, I don't understand what is what is the difference between you putting out these numbers and Woj or Schefter putting out the contract of a guy who just signed five years, a hundred million dollars. Like if you have the numbers, you have the numbers. If you have the sources, you have the sources. I mean, it's it's just like it's just like getting around uh, using Reddit streams for the NFL games or NBA games or whatnot. Like if you can find a workaround, you can find a workaround. I don't know. Well, you know they, so there's they, a lot of stuff down there. your blog. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, man. There's a lot of stuff that's proprietary that, like, you're not. That's really not supposed to be out there. But like, you know, sourced reporting re- reveals it. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what what if, if Nielsen. You think Nielsen's really gonna like send a have their lawyer contact our lawyer? Like, I don't even know if we have a lawyer. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. yeah, send, yeah, email it to me, and then I'll see if I can forward it to somebody. You know. So and yeah, this, Kyle Scott will be uh, will be listening. We'll uh, we'll be receiving your letter. Go subpoena him. I'll forward it to Kyle and just pretend he still works here. Yeah, and then it'll get lost in like the the ether or something, you know. But yeah, that was that was that was the one radio. I'm sorry, it sounded like you were going to say something funny. What were you going to say? There's still a twenty dollar electric bill that Kyle has to pay in the office that he never pays. So there may be a twenty dollar. Yeah, yeah, there may be a cleaning bill for the uh, Doylestown office that wasn't fulfilled yet by XL Media. I'll check on that. I think we have a meeting with England about that. Uh, cleaning and uh, eco, you know um, Let's, uh, i want to talk about you, birds. you got anything else hard? no real quick what, what do you what do you think of uh what do you think of al morgani going to weekends 
Didn't know until you just said it. I did see he saw a new deal. I did, I did see that uh, he signed a new deal. Congratulations to Al. It was a funny joke. He said, I signed a lifetime deal for five years. I, I, I chuckled a little bit. Is he going to be on with uh, with jo- who, who was it? It was Ray Diddy and who else? Well, no, it was well, it was Glenn and Ray. Now it's Glenn and Sealski on Saturdays, and it's Glenn and Jody Mac and Mac on Sundays. But he's he, it's a five-year extension for Al. He's not going to do the morning show after Angelo retires, and he's going to do a week at a weekend shift in a Flyers podcast. Um, Sounds like an awesome deal to not have to work, wake up at four in the morning anymore, and I can just do a weekend sh- deal. Yeah. Yeah, so all he has to do is do two shows a week and a Flyers podcast, and he gets a five-year deal. Um. Yeah. So it's like kind of awesome. He. he you know, it's interesting because WIP has always kind of had a lot of um, like institutional knowledge on the weekends with like the veteran guys, the old guys, you know, the older guys, like Rob Ellis and uh, Jolly and Ricky Ricardo and you know Angry Bob and all those dudes that they've had uh, like on the weekends for a long time. It's just straightforward sports talk, but they know their shit, man. I mean, they can they can tell you who was on the mound for the Phillies at Connie Mack Stadium in nineteen. 19- 58 or whatever you know and that 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 works for for that portion of their audience but especially when you know it's 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 the demographics trending younger it's nice that wip can still put those like veteran dudes on on the weekend and they just they just know sports man they just know sports so it'll be interesting to see how al does solo on weekends because he's not going to be angelo's side sidekick you know they're not going to be talking about like wings and tits and all this stuff that they were 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I don't watch the Flyers pregame and I don't listen to Angelo. So I guess it really doesn't affect my yeah. life. Really. But hey, shout out Elmore Ganty. Keep yeah. chasing the dream. Five year deal. Yeah. Go get, yeah. Hey, anyone that can go get a check, I will always say, go get your money. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Um, all right. So, like we said, birds aren't playing this week. Uh, we've got either Dallas, we've got either the Seahawks, we've got either the Buccaneers, or we have the Giants that we will uh, we will be playing in the second round, depending on how the playoffs shake out this weekend. If you had to pick, who would you want to play next week? A realistic pick. Like I think everyone can really pencil in the Seahawks are probably going to get trounced. That's why they're the 430 game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if you had to order it um... – the Seahawks obviously would be the preference. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes to me. I, I kind of got like a tie between the Giants and the Bucks because I think Tom Brady, like even though the Bucks, anybody who's watched the Bucks this year knows that this is not the, the Tampa team of like uh, last year. Yeah, they just look off. Something just looks off about it. Well, they have no offensive line, and Shaq Barrett's out really. Yeah, they, yeah. They throw the ball more than anybody, and they run the ball less than anybody. It's a weird, it's a weird team. Yeah, and um, you know, but the Giants, the Giants are are weird in the sense that, like, uh, I think I made this this comparison when I was um, doing John and Jody's show. Was that they, they kind of the Giants remind me a little bit of the, the recent Phillies run in a way, whereas they don't they're they're kind of overachieving. They're kind of like ahead of schedule. You know what I mean? So they don't really have anything to lose going into the playoffs. Like, give me give me whatever cliche you want. They're playing with house money. You know, the Giants got nothing to lose coming. You know, going to Minnesota and then coming here. Like, why not? You know, I mean, that's like for them, that's like Cardinals, Cardinals, Braves, Vikings, Eagles for them is like Cardinals, Braves for the for the Phillies. Like, I see a lot of parallels there in a team that's like overachieved and probably far out in front has really, really good coaching. So I'll give you I'll give you, I'll give you Seattle. Then I'll give you a tie between Tampa and the Giants and then the Cowboys I, I, are the team that I don't want to face. You don't want to face. OK. All right. Um, going back to your Giants point. Did you see the blitz? The blitz worried me. They blitz a lot. Mark Wingdale loves the blitz. The blitz got the Jalen a good amount of times. He seemed like he was a little bit off. Obviously, they're using 40% of the playbook that they usually would use. They'll be yeah. using mostly 100% of the playbook. Lee Johnson will be back. Josh Sweat will be back on the other side. He's practicing today. Shout out to them. Yeah. Way to come back. Um, we hope Avante Maddox will come back, but I would be very – I'm shocked if Avante Maddox is playing in the divisional round. Um, yeah. But I, the Giants, I think they worry me the most. Um you know, the way the Blitz got home, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of Brian Dable. I'm not scared of Daniel Jones. I'm not scared of Saquon Barkley. But it's just like I feel like it would could be a weird game that they that you know the Eagles should win by three, four touchdowns. They kick the shit out of them in uh, in the begin in in the during the season. But yeah. It could just be a weird game where I feel like the Giants are going to muck it up, and we're it's going to be 17-13, and J- Daniel Jones is going to have one last shot going on a drive, and hopefully there's like a pick from Chauncey Gardner or Vanilla Nice Reed Blankenship. Vanilla Nice, yeah. Um, you more worried about the Giants and the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, man, 
Dak looks awful. Cowboys stink on grass, remember? That's oh, yeah, they're cool. already coming up with their excuses. To Cowboys win. stink on grass. Is that the yeah. same as Buccaneers can't win under 40 degrees? And by the way, people know, right, that the that the Eagles tur- uh, Eagles surface is like a hybrid, right? It's, it's mostly grass, but they have um, fibers that are woven into it. It's mm-hmm. called Grass Master is what it's called. They're, they're labeled, their field is labeled as grass, but it does have like an artificial component to it. I guess I don't think people are really familiar about that. No. We got to get a turf guy. We got to get like a DelVal turf major on here or something like that. I worked with a bunch of dipshits at a golf course once and they were all like DelVal turf mm-hmm. majors or something. DelVal is the leading college for, for turf in uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, maybe Craig, uh, if he's awake back there, can can Google the De- the Deso Grassmaster system, I think it's called. And maybe maybe for the next crossing broadcast, we get a, we get a turf guy on here. But I, I don't think that... Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, look, I mean, yeah, but the, the Cowboys are are I don't know. Cowboys are the Cowboys. I'm not any more worried about the Giants than the the Cowboys. I think you have a divisional game, a di- divisional opponent playing them at home with with when you're expected to win. I think both of those carry like a like a a modicum of like you're you're a little nervy about it for sure. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, the only team that I'm really worried about is uh the Niners, yeah, the Grassmaster, the Deso Grassmaster. Uh, it's a a Grassmaster pitch is composed of 100% natural grass reinforced with unique synthetic fibers, meticulously installed on the sub base. Uh, Grassmaster is a hybrid grass sports playing field surface composed of natural grass. Uh, a takeover of Deso Sports, and it has been rebranded since as Grassmaster. And that's your grass minute. Uh, JR asked a good question. Can you smoke the Eagles field? <laughs> it's not that kind of grass. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I just have the same I, – I, it was just such an ugly game that they played. Once again, could only use like 40% of the, of the, uh, of the playbook. But the, the game last week sucked. I mean, it, it was a grind. It was a slog to get through. It was just boring and whatnot. I, I really am worried about, you know, offensive genius mastermind – Brian Dable, Kayvon Thibodeau off the edge are playing pretty well. I mean, they're, they they beat up on some teams uh, after the uh, after the Eagles crushed them in the. This uh, is still the but this is still, my counterpoint to that is that how many points did they put up on Wink Martindale's defense in New York? Forty eight, forty eight to twenty two or something. So I'm not. He his his defense is the most aggressive. He, he, by the way, people know that his defense is the most aggressive in the league, right? Like when mm-hmm. all the all the Jonathan Gannon complaints about wanting to be more aggressive and wanting to blitz more, wanting to play more man. The Giants blitz more and play more man than anybody in the league. So if you are looking for uh, an example of what you what you want Jonathan Gannon to be or what you want the Eagles defensive coordinator to be, that's your example right there. Um, yeah. But the, the truth of the, of the matter is this, and I found this out when I was doing the research for my uh, Jonathan Gann- Q Gannon defense, which did not do as well, by the way. I got to make like a burner account and put it on like Eagles Reddit or some shit, you know. 2,200 words, man. 2,200 words and like maybe 10 people will read it. But I'll write, I'll write something about IPA, a bullshit post about IPA. And I'll get like 10,000 hate clicks or something. This is why this all sucks. You know, journalism sucks. Don't get into journalism, you know. Do a bit, run a snarky blog. That's what you should do. Uh, journalism is dead no nah, but honestly man they, they um most teams play 75 percent zone so the people who are saying like well the eagles play too much zone gannon plays too much zone like there aren't any man-to-man teams in the league there is no team in the nfl that plays more man than zone so it's just the reality of the situation like these high-powered passing attacks and quarterbacks like herbert and Allen and Mahomes who can sling the rock. That's why you see people rushing for and dropping seven into zone because that's just the way to de- depend, uh, de- defend those uh, those kinds of offenses. It's just a natural occurrence, you know. Um, I read I read this stat. Dak has 11 interceptions against zone. And he carved us up 24-24. Yeah. On, on Christmas Eve. That was but you know, it's weird, man. Like – yeah, but you know, Nick Sirianni came out after that. He was asked straight up about that shield Capadia statistic, and he went on a like a taco soup level diatribe of like it's not always zone. You know what I mean? Like, because he's saying there's like there's like man principles contained within it. So I, I don't I don't know. I think the big they called a split a split zone or something like that. And it's supposed to be like Darius Slay isn't supposed to know when to come off his guy because he's supposed to have it's it's a lot of like communication, but kind of in a way like what's that thing where you uh you can talk through your brain. 
um, to other people. You like telekinesis? No, that's yeah, move- no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. That telekinesis is like moving stuff with your mind. I think it's um, EM, EMP, EM, uh, whatever it is. Telepathy, telepathy. telepathy. Yeah. It's basically he, the way they explained. It, I was reading an article, and it was just like, yeah, it's 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 a split zone, kind of little man principles and whatnot. But you're also supposed to like trust your guy a lot. Like it's a, it's a lot of based on trust yeah. and a lot of tele, yeah. te, not telekinesis, telepathy. No telekinesis. I think this is me going back to my dork comic book days. Telekinesis is when you move shit with your mind. Tell telepathy is when you can talk with your mind. Okay. So like if we were both sitting here in silence, we could communicate. Like that's a good idea for a podcast. Yeah, just nothing but silence, right? Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, actually- we're talking with, but you also, we only, we corner the market on, on telepathics. Uh, but it's basically okay. like, like James Bradbury and Darius Slay, like have to be on time with yeah. Reed Blankenship and Marcus Epps and CJ Gardner-Johnson and Devontae Maddox. It's, it's, it's a wild concept. When you well, I think what you, yeah, I think what you're talking about is like what Sirianni was talking about, like those match, match up concepts within zone. I think split zone means that like, okay, on one side of the field, they're playing like, uh, press man and then on the other side they're playing a little bit like off do, do you remember when um here's the best example of that do you remember this Steelers game like two years ago where Nate Gary got totally torched it's so like cool. a game-winning touchdown yeah that what what people were trying to figure like the experts are trying to figure out what coverage that was and they said it was split zone because one half of the field was playing something and the other half was playing something else so if I if I remember that correctly I think that's um got it. that's what that was yeah well here's a good here's the good news for every week that we go, and we've already gotten a free week out of it, we get free hot dogs. We get free hot dogs from Deets and Watson, the bird dogs, their dyed green buns, their crispy onions, provolone cheese, chopped long hots. Kevin, you taking down a bird dog? I don't think they're coming to Lansdale, but. No. Nah. You're not taking that? Why? Not eating hot dogs anymore. Why not? Not eating hot dogs. New Year's resolution. I'm not eating like processed meat. Oh, bullshit. You've yeah. I'm not eating lunch meat anymore. I'm not eating hot dogs and I'm not I'm not keeping soda in the house. Soda's a good one. Yeah. I gave up soda like a long time ago. Now the hungover diet, Dr. Pepper, uh, you know, Diet Coke. That's yeah. okay. That's I'll uh, I'll mix no, it. No, I will go to like, you know, if there's a like a bullshit day where I'm just like, you know, running around or whatever or once a week or every other week or something, I'll go to Wendy's and get a you know, like a number 1 and I'll get like a Coke or something with it. But I don't keep like I I no longer keep lunch meat in the fridge. I no longer keep soda in the fridge. Try to cut down on carbs too. Um and I've been sick for the last four weeks, so it's all going really well, as you can tell. My com- my commitment to health hasn't really taken off. Taken you got to you got to add more soda and processed meat to your diet. Now, yeah. listen, I don't say no to free hot dogs. I will be giving this hot dog. I'll be grabbing this hot dog in University City on Friday at eleven thirty. Yeah, I'll probably have a hot dog review. A lot of people are really scared about the green bun. Grow up, people. Be an adult. It's food coloring. All right, just eat it. I don't love the provolone. I'm more of an American guy on my. On yeah. my uh, on my hot dog, and I believe that the city of Pennsylvania, the city of Philadelphia, excuse me, <laughs> as, <laughs> the city of Pennsylvania, the city of Pennsylvania as a whole, and maybe the city of New Jersey as well, yeah. we have a long hot problem. There is a problem with long hots. There are too many long hots on food. There are long hots on pizza now. There are long hots on Italian hoagies. There are long hots in salads right now. And potato and chips too. They made a long hot potato chip. Like, what are we doing here? Long hots are not that good because I don't know if you know this, Kev. Do you know long hots? You don't always get a spicy long hot. Not every long hot is the same. It's kind of like a snowflake. Is there a? As a serious question, this is pitiful. But is there a, such a thing as a short hot? No, absolutely not. I, I kept there. There are Italian people who want to want to claw their eyes out, thinking that you even you even think that right now. But the thing is. About- <laughs> about the long hot is uh, i'm not a big spicy foods guy yeah but like if you don't get a spicy long hot then you're basically just chewing on a wilted pepper right now and yeah. then at some other points you get a long hot with like 10 seeds in it and then your mouth is on fire it's like playing russian roulette with your food and i don't enjoy yeah. that so yeah. i will eat this i will eat it with i saw this on fox 29 too it's chopped up long hots i'm really just thinking it's chopped up jalapeno it doesn't mm. look anything like a long hot i don't know how much you you know about long hots did you just ask if there was a short not hot? a lot i'm not a i'm not a south philly guy I, you know i went to school in berks county i don't think we had a, a i mean those hot. are not long hots long hots like come in one long strand 
they're not Kelly Green like those jalapenos are. Yeah. They're more of a of a of a midnight. They're more of like a midnightish kind of. Can we zoom? Can we zoom back out here? This is kind of freaking me out. Like I think we're way. That guy has great teeth. Maybe the, well the top, the top you guys, the bottom. Good, like, yeah. We yeah, maybe be, he had a little Invisalign there. To yeah, show we need some Invisalign on that guy's yeah, teeth. Yeah, but I, I will, I will be having this. I will be indulging in this. I don't want to say I will have one for every win because I don't feel like going all over God's green earth for one. If they come to Fishtown, yeah. I'll be more than happy to go to the food truck. But sure. I will be there at eleven thirty, right next to the Drexel University, uh, right next to the Blaze Pizza. There you go. All right. Hey. You know what though? Um, and you know this because you used to live in in, in Philly. Philadelphia needs a hot dog joint. Not a a joint that just specializes in hot dogs, but they need a joint that will like, hey, you know, here's like a you know some burgers, some mac and cheese. Oh, here's like three specialty hot dogs. Philadelphia does not have good hot dog joints. It's only like a cart on 17th and Market. That's really all you can find hot dogs. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, um, as good of a food town as Philly is, uh, underrated food town, right? You would think that we would have. Uh, yeah, have something like that now. No, I mean up in Berks County, we had uh, this place called Yakos. Anybody in the Sounds chat good. remember Yakos? Yakos was like a, uh, a they had one up on Route 100 or whatever. Uh, Connor says we need a Glizzy get together. Yeah, I think that's a shout out, you know. Colin. Hey, Colin, you want a Glizzy get together? University City Friday, eleven thirty to four. Yeah. Um, also, one thing, John Middleton, you're a billionaire, dude. If a, if a yeah. small business like Deets and Watson give yeah. away free hot dogs for a month. Can we get yeah. more than three dog nights on the schedule, man? Yeah, yeah. Can we? Well, let's ask our guest if he's a hot dog guy. You want to bring him on? Oh, is he here? Yeah, we got Ryan. He's here. Yeah, Ryan oh, Wagner hey, from the hey. Philadelphia Wings. Defense what's going on, guys? Hey, what's Ryan up, Ryan? Wagner. You're from Ontario. What's there? What's, what's the glizzy atmosphere up there? I mean, if you're around the Rogers Center for a Jays game, the street meet's pretty phenomenal. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Do they have a guy or are you more of like a hot dog guy or like what's the what's the street meat and tail up there? I, I like a sausage if I'm being honest. I mean I, I do I don't discriminate both are both are phenomenal, but uh if I've got the option, I'm probably going with uh with the sausage. I mean non-negotiable though. You got some banana peppers and onions on it. Like that's maybe a little sauerkraut. The toppings are underrated, but they 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 go into what makes a good dog. Are you a ketchup mustard guy or ketchup ketchup? What are you? A uh, little ketchup, little mustard, but I think it's those other toppings I was talking about that uh, that really top it off. Did the uh, Philadelphia Wings have a dietary plan uh, for the players that you guys got to follow? I mean, sports science is a big deal these days. You know, what do you guys have to eat and what are you not supposed to eat? Uh, I mean, which answer do you want? I mean, <laughs> I want the I want the real answer. I want the truth. Yeah. Now, then, Eat Clean Bro was giving us some awesome meals last year. We're uh, big on Chipotle this year. Um, it's got uh, all the the nutritional value that you need. And then through the week, I mean, you're kind of on your own. They give us some guidelines, but uh, me personally, I'm uh, I'm pretty tight on the diet. But I like to treat myself every now and then. Okay, what's Rambo's diet? Just the Babe Ruth diet, beers and hot dogs. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's good. He's looking lean this year. Are you kidding me? He is. Yeah. He is. He is. Not as lean as you, man. I saw a picture next to you and him. Craig, actually, Craig, can you can you pull up that picture? We went on your Instagram. It's not it's not something to embarrass you, but we uh you were we 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 got you last minute. We we uh so I was doing a little dig in the uh in the old Instagram files to see what you're kind of like and everything. I want to talk to you. Our uh, our producer behind the scenes, Craig, he he sees like the athletes. You know how the athletes have all their dock kits and their uh, their toiletry bags and stuff and everything. Yeah, he thinks that's so soft for people to carry a purse and whatnot. Now, the dock kit. Tell, can you tell him how essential it is to an athlete to have a dock kit? Here you go, right here. So, by the way, fantastic muzzy, great brown turtleneck, very ballsy to go plaid on solid uh, blazer. But I love it. That's Rambo right next to you. If you asked me who won the T Warden, uh, the Lax Heisman, I would I would give it to the guy in the brown turtleneck. But uh, if you can see there, folks, the left hand has the dock kit. Now, how essential is that to people? I mean, you, you need it. It's got it's got your hair gel. I mean, it's got your your deodorant. It's got your razor. I mean, you, you, you can't. I mean, there's guys who don't use it, but uh, I mean, it shows, right? Like you, the dock kits, it's crucial. Listen, you can show up bringing whatever you want, wearing whatever you want. I think James Harden showed up 
like with a thing over his face and i don't even know what he was wearing it looked like he was wearing a snuggie and what did he drop like 40 points that night pagan right i think yeah yeah i think it's kind of uh little overblown in the fashion department and what people are bringing um hey ryan you guys are uh so you guys are two and one right now uh yeah. finally playing finally playing a home game this weekend um give us the update man is it weird to start out with like three games on the road it is i mean as you guys know philly is the best place in the world to play the fans are are electric and to be deprived of uh that atmosphere and uh our fans for for this long like it takes it takes a toll, and I mean it's also st- hard starting on the road. But I mean it's good to get them out of the way early. And I mean you'll take any win you can get in this league. I mean every single one is is earned. I mean coming out of Vegas with a win was was great. There's definitely some distractions there, um, but the, the energy is great. There's uh, like the offense is clicking. You've seen Benny Mac and Joey Rez getting it together and uh, starting to fill the net. Uh, and the trajectory that we're on just from, I mean, the goals we're scoring, the the saves we're making, and the, the amount of goals the D's stopping, like it's it's all going the right way. So um, it was it was a little scrambled at the start, but I, I like the the path we're going on. And uh, I think we're going to bring some some awesome lacrosse to, to Wells Fargo on Saturday here. Yeah, and you guys play Panther City Saturday at 7 p.m. in your home yeah. opener. Nobody has any excuse not to go. The Eagles are off. So. Exactly. And it's, it's weird. We played Panther City last year's home opener as well. And uh, I think we took home an overtime win. So uh, you can expect a good game. Kev, where's Panther City? Uh, Wakanda. <laughs> That's actually not the worst guest you could have. Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay. So like yeah. TCU area, right? Yeah. Basically. Are basically. we allowed to mention TCU after they got hammered? I guess we give it a week, you know, before we talk about them again. Yeah. You're the big 12 guy. I know. I'm the big 12 guy. Hey, hey, Ryan, I, I, we were talking to Coach Day last year and um, he was talking about – it was just weird because you guys, you guys had like the longest – covid delay out of like any league um in north america and i, I know a lot of you guys play year round because you're playing outdoor as well but was was it did you feel like you had more of a like a like a real like off season and like preseason program it just was it easier to start up this year after like kind of kind of coming out of covid and being able to put a lot of that behind you yeah, it's it's always tough. I mean, especially with the with the unknown. But I think the one thing that uh, Coach Day does is he puts together an awesome training camp. Like it's it's super structured. I mean, there's two ways to go about. I think some teams jump right back in, but when you're off for that long, um, I mean, there's always risk that someone's going to get hurt. You're going too hard. But he he knew how to run that. And I mean, more than anything, you just miss seeing the guys. Right? We're all over the place. It's yeah. like there's you get the lockdown bubbles. But I mean, there's a bunch of us in Toronto here, some in Philly, some uh, out west. So I mean, just getting back and seeing everyone makes the whole process that much easier. So it was uh, it was really cool to get everyone back after being off that long. And uh, yeah, I know it was, it was great. Yeah, I, I think it was it was it was interesting to me because I, I feel like because you guys have a lot of Canadian players and a lot of Canadian franchises, I think when other leagues were navigating the pandemic, it was a lot easier. Like the NBA obviously had their 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 work around with the Raptors. And you know the Blue Jays, they figured it out with MLB. But you guys had a lot of a lot of franchises and a lot of players up there. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it was like the, the league expanded even during the pandemic. Like you guys have added more teams, so it feels to, feels to me like the NLL came out of that pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, there's two things, right? Like a lot of us have other jobs, so to do the whole bubble thing, it's not just. I mean, finding a location, it's giving up work for however many weeks that you've got to stay in that bubble. So I think that was one of the big blockers. Like there was definitely intent to try and do a bubble up here in Canada and make it work, but it just logistically was, wasn't happening. But I, I don't think anything stopped behind the scenes um, in terms of like finding new teams, keeping the momentum that we've had going. Like we pretty well had new expansion team every year since uh, I guess the past commissioner was, was in. Um, so I think those conversations are are always happening and to get some big time investors like Joe Sai and uh, Gretzky Johnson and Steve Nash in Vegas, like it's just so amazing for the league. And uh, like everything that goes with it is we, we, they stand up these teams and all the facilities are a one. Like I think in the past, they've just kind of plopped teams wherever, whoever wants to pay up front, but then the after it's kind of an afterthought of how well that team is going to do. And I mean, seeing it firsthand in Vegas, it's, it's pretty damn cool playing in a, in a facility like that. And your, and your brother plays on Vegas, right? 
Yeah, the uh, the ultimate matchup. I mean, he's he's still yet to win a game, so the table stakes were pretty high for that one. But <laughs> that is true. Uh, you guys whooped up on him last Friday. Now, like, <laughs> I I know we. Uh, he's he's uh he always tries and give it gives it to me like he, he makes the t- the bet that much better it's almost like he's doubling down to try and get his money back but uh he's he's still he's still yet to get it i love that like so when you guys face off you're both defensemen and whatnot does does mom text you guys before the game like yeah let's play nice let's not you know because if you're uh, if i were to play my little brother in the pros i'd want to give it to him every single time we matched up for sure. I'm like, he's, he's a bit sour. Like he tried to have some fun out there. I texted him before. Should we, uh, should we give mom a heart attack and uh, drop the mitts off the glove or right off, right off the, the kick. Um, and I, I try and have a conversation with him on the, on the draw and he just gives me a spear right in the gut. So he, he, he didn't, he, he wasn't having any of it. Um, so, I mean, you make it friendly, but at the end of the day, like it's once that ball drops, it's, it's game time and there's no love lost. It's kind of friends off for, for that hour and change and then uh we're back to being brothers but yeah do you uh do you cut your jersey in half and then your brother cuts his jersey in half and you sew like like one half together and then you're like brady quinn's girlfriend with ohio state and notre dame however many years ago i'm gonna throw one of the oh he's been on three different teams in three years so we're still waiting for some consistency so we can give up a jersey to cut in half (laughs) (laughs) but uh no, that, that's a, that's probably a Christmas gift idea for for next year. Um, I don't know. My my parents usually are the the ones in the stands that one's got one jersey on, the other's got the other. So people are looking at them like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, uh, especially in Philly when you're wearing the opposing team's jersey. But I don't. They balance it out pretty well. Yeah, the old Aaron Nola's dad when yeah. he saw him against the Padres. Hey, you're you're from Ontario. Why'd yeah. you pick up the spoon? I mean, I bet you, I bet you, uh, all your buddies are playing hockey on the pond and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I played hockey and lacrosse all growing up. I'm actually a goalie in hockey. So, I mean, that was, that was the first pick, if I'm being honest. I was trying to pursue hockey and, uh, both of, I went to school up here in Canada and not, not to say I gave them both up, but I was playing beer league in like club lacrosse at, uh, at school. And then I get a call from, from Vancouver in my last year at school saying they wanted to, to draft me right intense to draft me. So it was like kind of hedging both of them. I wasn't really fully invested in going pro in, in either. And it was a kind of pleasant surprise out of left field. And uh, I mean, they, they called and I picked up and haven't looked back since, but I mean, I still play my, my Tuesday beer league hockey is everyone's looking for a goalie as you guys know. <laughs> you play around here because the skate zone man down in, uh, in Jersey, it's gets the greatest beer league games in the mid Atlantic. Uh, I, I actually want to strap up the pads one time. There's a, there's a running joke of uh, who, like what everyone's 10 shots in a shootout's going to be against me. Um, <laughs> Cause Hagee, our goalie is also a goalie in hockey. So I mean, I feel like we could get a pretty competitive shinny game going uh, between the wings. I feel, damn. I never thought about that. I mean, obviously box lacrosse, you guys, the goalie pads are ginormous. They kind of do resemble a hockey goalie in a way. Do you think, there could be a good – they could make the transition from lacrosse to hockey. You think some guys in lacrosse goalies could maybe, you know, strap it up for the NHL anytime soon, maybe even the NHL? I, I don't know. I think, they're, I think they're pretty different. I mean, you – Goalies are weird. Like, let's. I, I'll be the first one to admit it. Our heart's a weird dude. We know. <laughs> I say it, uh, but I think lacrosse goalies are a different breed. Like, it's. I've taken some pucks, but I mean the balls, the the the, the Indian rubber balls. Uh, they, you feel them. Wait. So tomorrow, I'm going to be down there for your your media scrum. You guys are doing. I'm trying to get the wings people to let Rambo or one of the guys shoot ten shots on me in in in, in, uh, in lacrosse gear. So, like, are you saying I'm going to feel them? Because I feel like yeah. I was going to be okay. No, you'll be all right. You'll be all right, I promise. That doesn't sound reassuring. I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna come home with, like, I just went to paintball or something like that. Except the balls. I've, yeah, I've got a pretty good one from, from last week. Oh, man. Right. Hey, Ryan, you remember uh, Jake Berge? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he played for the Wings for a while. He was a really good player. His dad, Bill Berge, was like a famous Philadelphia Eagle linebacker back in the day. I remember I went down with my uncles like in a previous iteration of the Wings, and um, yeah, they were like all excited to see Bill Berge because he was an Eagles guy, and he had like he had wanted to have nothing to do with them because he was just honed in on the game and watching his son. But he got my uncles, like my Philadelphia Eagles loving uncles, to sit still and like watch the whole game and. 
and they loved it, man. I mean, like, I feel like the wings have always had a, like a good consistent, like crowd of people who will go to Wells Fargo center and, and who will watch it. And I don't, I don't, I say this like, honestly, I'm not just like saying this to blow like sunshine up anybody's ass or anything, but like, I've never like real, I've never had a person come back from a wings game and say that they didn't enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, I mean, that's, that's our number. I mean, winning in a championship is uh, definitely the number one focus, but making sure we're giving back to the fans, what they give us is, is definitely up there, right? Like they, they, they always pack the stands. They're loud. It's, it's one of the best places to play in, in my opinion. Um, and I mean, I think like the sport also lends itself to that, right. To like, playing music uh, throughout the whole game. It's, it's hard hitting. It's electric. It gets, it's a fun game to watch. You can bring your family. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, Philly is, is a one. I've played a lot of places, but it's, it's by far my, my favorite place to play. Yeah, there was nothing better than the uh, the second grade birthdays going to the Phantoms, going to the Kicks, or going to the uh, the Wings game. Those were always. You were good. The fans came right back, man, because after the Wings went away, I guess for the second time, you know, and then Com- Comcast came back in, and it, it points to what you said earlier, Ryan, about like you you could throw a bunch of money at it, but if you don't have the right ownership and the right facilities and the right backing, then it's not going to matter. So I think when when Nick Nick Sakevich came in. Um, <laughs> Like they did it, I think they did it the right way. Where he was following a lot of the MLS model, where it's like we have to have good owners, yeah. we have to have good arenas, we have to have good stadiums. I think that's probably, uh, you know, why the the league is doing as well as it is right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. And I mean, when when you got deals like uh, you can get into a lacrosse game for twenty bucks, I think we've got one in a couple of weeks where it's uh, dollar hot dogs. If we're on the hot dog topic, and uh, oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a really, really cool atmosphere, but I mean, it's all for naught if you don't have a great place to play and uh, to host everyone. So we're thankful for, for our ownership and uh, Wells Fargo. It's uh, it's, it's an awesome, awesome spot to play. Sweet. I got one more before we let you go. I got a theory that every defenseman, he always wants to score. He wants to be a scorer. I feel like everyone, you know, can play defense, but everyone wants to score. You ever, you ever try to barter with coach and be like, hey, listen, we're up big, sit Blaze, sit uh, Rambo, let the boy go get his? Well, I mean, back, like, growing up, I would get timeouts called on me when I crossed half with the ball. So, I mean, it, it would have to be a pretty heck uh, – it, it would be a pretty big bargain. Um, but when our, when our opportunity arises, uh, you definitely take it. So if Higgy's looking up the floor for a breakaway, um, I mean – your, your rule number one is always stop the ball from going out of the net. But if you can play good defense and uh, the looks there, um, find me a D guy that's not going to take it to the to the cage hard. You're you're always looking for a couple here. I hear you. I hear you. Oh man, have you got anything else? No, I was just trying to get Craig to pull this up. This is Ryan. We're going to get one of these jerseys for your mom, like a half, like one <laughs> one half uh, one jersey, and we'll just sew it right down the middle there, and then she can. Uh, I love it. it. Yeah. You guys are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was fun. Thanks for coming on. Good luck. Uh, good luck at home. All right. No, appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. Yeah. Ryan Wagner, defenseman from the Philadelphia Wings. Thank you for coming on. I will be down in that scrum and I'll be taking shots. Yeah. Rambo or Blaze or, or who any, any forward who wants to come and, and, and try to try to meddle with me. Have you seen those goalie pads? I don't know how they get the ball. I I don't know how they score. No, I mean it's crazy. Like lacrosse is such a, t- it's like a ton of like talent for those those attacking players to like. You see, like just how how quick their releases, man, and, like their snapshots and all that stuff. Um, my mom would know. She's checking in here. She says lax is the sport, as you know, two pack championships. Yeah, my mom was a lacrosse coach at Perk Valley. So, pack ten championships, pack ten yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have we have a lacrosse background. Yeah, the Kincaid family has lacrosse uh lacrosse roots, you know. So shout out to Mary. Yeah, look at the size of this thing. Like how is anyone how you ever remember that commercial? I feel, I feel like it was for insurance or for something. The yeah. guy who was just a fat goalie and they just like stuck him in the back of the goal. Yeah. And uh and he just sat there and I forget what his name was, but it was a hilarious commercial, and guys would just try to like score on him. And since he was so fat, he would just stick in the goal and yeah. nothing- Fine. Well, that's what that's what people ask about the Flyers. Like, sure that you can't find like a six hundred pound sumo wrestler, something to stick his ass in the goal and make it like impossible to uh, to score on. You know, 
That is true. I don't know why those guys even move. I mean, all you really do is take away the angles. I'm sure it's a lot harder when guys are firing missiles at 100 miles. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had it wrong. My mom's championships are at Springford, not Perk Valley. So. Sorry, Mary. We are. We are. We have to get uh, yeah. our sources. Our sources cleaned here. Hey, before we get into the the last of, we still got about a couple more minutes here. Um, the Sixers. How about the Sixers playing well? Beat uh, back from the second uh, from the yeah. second seed in the East. I know I'm I'm still arms length, arms length, still keeping them in an arms length. But yeah. Yeah. I watched the game the other day. They blew out the Pistons by I think thirty or forty, whatever it was. I mean, Jaden Springer with a fourth quarter for the ages, ten points. I think it was a, a steal. It was uh, a rebound here, a rebound there, but all within eight minutes. I don't have my notes on me right now. Ten points, two rebounds, one assist, and one steal, and eight forty-three in a blowout. And you know how, you know how they rewarded them? How they reward them? They resigned them back to the blue coats for tonight's game against Maine. <laughs> Did they do the the uh, the tweet? Jaden Springer has been uh, recalled. Yeah, I want to show you. I want to show you how many times Jaden Springer has been reassigned and then assigned since November first. 2022. I don't even know if we can fit it on the screen. No, we can't. We can't. Can you can you uh, minimize it out there, uh, there, Craiger? Look how long this is. This is all the times that just this year, Jaden Springer has been recalled and assigned. He's been recalled more than a Firestone tire. I actually, uh, believe it or not, I asked the Sixers. I said, "Is there? Is this? Um, does this number exist anywhere? How, like the the record for transactions between the Blue Coats and the and the uh, Sixers? And they don't know." But it is tracked on uh, on Real GM, yeah. You know, like the list of like you know transactions that a team has. So you could you could do the manual labor. If we had a crossing broad intern, maybe I would put them on this. I counted sixteen here. Sixteen reassigns and assigns, recalled and assigns. So me. eight, so eight round trips up and down ninety five. It's November first. Yeah, just a beautiful drive, by the way. Very very scenic. Uh, yeah, yeah, no one should have to look at the Marcus Hook refinery that much. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, Marcus. Oh, there's Marcus Hook again. You know. Um, <laughs> do you? So, what, how do you think? Do you think they have a driver for him? Does he drive himself? Because I mean, you got to think the guy's making two million dollars a year, so he's probably got to have like a sports car or something like that. It's a lot of miles, man. I hope he gets reimbursed for gas. I should know this. I think there's a driver. There uh, has to be, right? Nice little really. Uber Black, nice little uh, Lincoln Navigator or something like that give Jaden Springer some rest. Yeah, do you think like Alex Rodriguez drove himself to the Trenton Thunder for his rehab assignment back in like whatever? No, I'm sure there's yeah, that had to be a helicopter. You know Cashman signed right <laughs> Yeah. Well, I landed yeah. the chopper on the field before the game. Yeah. I mean, if it's like Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez, maybe they're getting a ride to the uh Trenton Thunder back to uh the Bronx. Yeah. But if it's like Jeter, yeah. A Rod, like they they're they're going chartered. Or like uh, Matt Matt Veerling, former Philly Matt Veerling, living in Lansdale and drive the halfway point between Allentown and uh, Philadelphia, you know. So, yeah, um, I was going to ask you, like, where do you think he lives? Like, does he live in like Delco? Like, he's just yeah, like, no. He told me no. People told me that he lived in. Uh, oh, you talking about Jaden Springer? You mean? Wait, wait. Matt Veerling lived in Lansdale. I was told that Matt Veerling lived in Lansdale. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah, because he was going back and forth be- between Lehigh Valley and and Philly so much that was a middle point where he can get off on the turnpike. You know, you know Jimmy Butler lived in Lansdale when he was here, or not Lansdale, but like Upper Gwinnett area. It was like Abington or something. That's uh, it was wild to me. Why would you it was just- like Lower Lower Monaco? Yeah. Um, I think uh, Craig told us today in the Slack chat that uh, the city of Philadelphia has the fourth most congested mm-hmm. traffic in in the nation. Like that, I, I'm surprised we're not first. I, I want to know who's. Who's worse than us? I, I, I said uh, this is Chicago, New York, and, and Boston. I think. Dude, I, I don't know how L.A. and Washington weren't on the L.A. and Washington are the worst I've ever been in. I could not imagine going from Abington, going from Lansdale up yeah. the up seventy six or the Blue Road or whatever the hell. I, I get to all these confused up up whatever to a game every single day. Screw that. That's yeah, they uh, they. I remember when Tory Smith came here in twenty seventeen. Like one of his first tweets was like, "Like what's up with the Schuylkill Expressway." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, shit. Uh, yeah. How long? Uh, there's terrible. I mean, there's terrible roads, man. The expressway is terrible. The the Roosevelt Boulevard is a death trap. Um, where you and I are going to be 80 years old and they're still not going to finish the overpasses or whatever they're doing on 42, the 42 freeway in New Jersey yeah. when you're going down to the shore. What the fuck is that all about? You know, I mean, Blue the, route's terrible. Yeah. The City Line Ave 76 exit going north is one of the worst uh, worst exits in the world the uh, getting off of uh getting off underneath the overpasses uh under broad street yeah. um 
where it's like the exit to the airport in 30th Street Station. Then you're merging on. I'm sorry. I'm so tired with these roads. So I'm sorry. But just the, right. the merge from whatever. Fuck it. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And then uh, there's this one. And I, you actually might remember this one. And, it, and it's killed me lately. It's like Callow Hill in 8th. And every time I have to merge onto like 76, there's mm. this like the, the light isn't long enough, whether you're coming from Callow Hill, whether you're coming from A Street, and you have to get and my buddies all the way up in Fairmount um, that I have to get to. It's the oh. easiest way to get to Fairmount because it's not like going up Gerard Fairmount. It's going up like next to the Art Museum Fairmount. Mm-hmm. Wait three lights to just merge with people. There's only one lane to turn right off onto uh, whatever this road is that it's killing me. I'll look at it next time. Maybe 676? 676. That's what it is. To turn on to 676. Yeah. It's absolutely god awful. We got to fix it. We got to open more lanes. If 95 can do it, we can do it. South just, Street's a really bad one coming off of uh, 76. Yeah, well. this one, because you got to merge on the other side of the mm-hmm. street. It's like I can't, I'm looking over my right shoulder like this, trying to see if some, like, you know, <laughs> gonna like rear end me or whatever. it's bad yeah, it's terrible stuff that's why everybody should work from home yeah working from home or hybrid man save the environment save time tell your boss that you can be more productive working from home you know you could be yeah look at us we didn't go anywhere last year you did but i didn't and we had like a record traffic here on the website so if you learned anything of that we don't got to go anywhere and do anything 100 david himes jr checking in i miss covid traffic i don't drive a lot but Man, did I not appreciate COVID traffic when I got the chance to. Everybody was driving like 100 miles an hour, too, when you were out on the, the – it was like dystopia, man. There's nobody on the roads, and they're all driving 95 minimum. Yeah. That was that was some some shit, yeah. What um, else do you want to talk about? Do we got a couple of top – can I can I talk about Power Slap real quick? 1,000%. All right. Dana White is launching the Power Slap League or whatever, and TBS is airing it. Um, perhaps, uh, ironically, he was caught on tape slapping his wife – about a week before this thing was supposed to launch. So instead of canceling Power Slap, they moved it back a week. Maybe it'll be a pay-per-view match. We don't know. <laughs> I just like I'm 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 like embarrassed that this is even exists. Is it, I think this started to like, this idea. It it like um I think it originated in like underground like Russia or something like that. Basically what it is what it is guys just stand there and you slap the person, the other guy in the face. Craig, I think, yeah, I think we have a video. Uh, this is uh, Sheena Bathory versus Courtney Olsen power slash fight. Devastating knockout. Let's Sheena, let's, ba- uh, Sheena Bathory, like Count, Countess Bathory from. Uh, Can we move yeah, it up a little bit here, Craig? Yeah. Good power slap competition. Oof. Yeah. Oh, so I think uh, Courtney Olsen has a sick mohawk for the people listening on the. Uh, I guess here comes Sheena with a. Oh, overhand right that just sends Courtney Olsen to the floor. Yeah. It's this is shit. This is just garbage. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, okay. So, so Courtney Olsen is now doing a somersault. She was just knocked out so hard. So, that she's so in concussion protocol. Sheena tries to catch her. I mean, good sport. This would be a great COVID sport. It would be a fantastic COVID sport. Well, MMA was one of the first to come back, right? Because it was only one-on-one after COVID. But mixed martial arts is like regulated and the rules have evolved so much over the years so that it's not just the dudes kicking each other in the face and doing doing shit like that. There's no athletic, uh, there's no redeeming quality to anything. You're just slapping somebody who's standing there, you know? Look at, you know, that forearm. She's activating... The, the 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 quick twitch muscles in the hips. You need the glutes there. It's terrible. The there's, there's, I don't care about glutes or whatever. I mean, you're striking an um, um, immobile target. You know, like this is like boxing for people who can't hit a moving target, and the, these people aren't talented enough for like jujitsu or or combat sambo. Or it's like it's an embarrassment to anybody who's a fan of combat sports that power power slap is even a thing at all. You Do you know? think Carson Wentz would be pretty good since he's so immovable in the pocket? He'd probably be awesome at this. <laughs> I have a lot of practice. <laughs> off on a movie I guess. I don't know. I just, I'm like embarrassed that it's even a thing that anybody's broad broadcasting it. I mean, like combat sports has come a long way. I think like MMA fans are a lot yeah, more educated yeah. than they used to be, than they used to be. Cause it's like, I remember when the first UFC came out like 1990, whatever. And like our, our, 
my friend's dad got it up the street, got the pay-per-view just because he wanted to see people get their ass kicked, you know? And in the very first UFC, this guy's laying on the ground. The other guy just kicks him right in the face. What's the difference between this and power slap? Well, you can't do that anymore because they like they evolved the rules so that like you can't kick a grounded opponent. You can't do like 12 to 6 elbows straight down. Like they, they took all the like unnecessarily cheap and violent stuff out of it. And they really cultivated mixed martial arts. This is like a step backwards into like caveman territory. Yeah, this is know, like the like Heineken crowd. I'm at the bar with my buddies. I want to watch Ken Shamrock beat the shit out of Tito Ortiz or something. This is not educated. A anymore. lot of people fell in love with Ken Shamrock, Tito Ortiz, and the Iceman. I guess, but this is not that. This is like just, you know, Chuck Liddell had to hit a moving target that was able to defend itself. Like, do you think Ken Shamrock and Tito Ortiz would have just slapped each other in the face if that would have, that would have had? I think you're giving more credit to the mongrels who watch UFC in their Affliction t-shirts, dude. I think, no, but they don't exist anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like I, the the affliction and tap out mongrels largely have gone away. Like it's a, actually a very educated MMA. Where have they moved to? Where, where else can they? What, what more barbaric than UFC can you get? They complain about Jonathan Gannon. I think that's where they all went. You know, they want more. <laughs> they want more blitzing. I have think you seen card jujitsu? Card jujitsu? Yeah, where you try to you try to submit your opponent, but you're both strapped into a car with a seatbelt. <laughs> And you can only go around the confines of the car. No, no, I've never seen car jujitsu. It's really cool. It's really cool. I think you should expand your horizon. Um, I I, I will watch. I will watch power. Is power slap recording? Power slap. I will watch one episode of power slap. I will probably not watch a second episode of power slap. Um, I I agree with you in hindsight, but I also think that like there is there is a market for here. Uh, Car jitsu. Okay, Russian car jitsu right here. So they both start where they're strapped up. First person, obviously, to get strapped off goes to the other person. These guys are just fighting right now in the confines of a car. Uh, the horns are going off. Uh, I think that I, I think there's not even a time limit. I think you have to submit your opponent and you just have to stay in the car. This woman is hanging through windows. She's using her legs and everything. Um, the thing about jujitsu, though, it's it's all grappling, right? It's not yeah round and pound. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, well, you can't you can't throw strikes in jujitsu. I have a guest joining the program here. I'm sorry, um, you can't. Right, you can't throw strikes. It's all grap. It's it's grappling. They had a big grappling event at the old ECW arena um, a couple weeks ago, actually, with like a bunch of the UFC people. But there's like talent and skill behind it. Why does all the weird stuff start in Russia, anyway? And then it comes over here. It's like Khabib wrestling a bear. You know, what are we going to do next? Like, mm. bear, like bear wrestling or something? I don't know. It's just like there, there is a there is a, a limit to some of this stuff. I think. Right, Autumn? What do you say? Are you an MMA fan? Future MMA fan right there. Yeah. I, yeah. Future Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was waving high, but she was just reaching for the pacifier that I took out. From- <laughs> All right. We got one more thing, and we got actually an opportunity for people to win money. Uh, we had this new... Uh, competition that we're going to participate in and you can help us out actually pick these people craig if you could bring it up it's called live duel it's a contest for the nfl playoffs with a company called live duel the rules are you pick five teams so five teams from these different buckets that we're going to go over and the end goal is having the most touchdowns at the end so if we picked obviously buffalo kansas city philadelphia cincinnati 49ers our total is as many touchdowns as they score in the playoffs first place gets 600 second place gets 200 300 uh third place excuse me gets 100 the beauty of it is we'll be giving away whatever money we win we might not win money but we might win money if we do win money we will give it away go to the twitter later i'll make a whole video on this thing we'll say retweet follow blah 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 and you'll be entered to win so i we want some some input from the fans we want some help from the fans uh, in the chat but you yourself can also play in this uh in this uh craig later on will drop the comment or drop the link excuse me in the chat for the fans to play. Uh, if we do get the most fans and you, you and you say, hey, I learned through crossing broad, we get an extra 300, we give that away too. So uh, once Craig drops that in the, uh, he'll drop that in there, you know, sometimes after we're done. Um, but here we go. So live dual touchdown fest. Pick one team from each pot that you think will score the most touchdowns during the playoffs. Your total will be all five teams, touchdown score combined. The players with the most touchdowns at the end of the Super Bowl wins the prize pot craig let's start it up go to pot one keep going so pot one go up you got it all right pot one kev chiefs and bills or bills 
Who's going to have uh, the most touchdowns? Do you think it's it's it? This is the cool thing about the whole the whole aspect of the contest is obviously the Kansas City Chiefs are off this week, so you're losing out on a week. So if you but if you think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get to the Super Bowl, then obviously it's going to be and they got uh, the extra week. Yeah, and you got to think about a lot of people probably pick the Chiefs. So do you go the other way and play the odds with the with the Bills? Yeah. No, I like where you're. I, I like the Bills. It's going to be in a neutral. It's going to be in a neutral site once they uh, they're not going to lose to the Dolphins and 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 Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Then I think they play the, the Chiefs next week, correct? Or would that uh, be in the end? Uh, well, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So I like I like the Bills. I like the Bills. Bills beat them during the regular season. Okay, all right, we can go. With that. Lock in the Bills. Sure, sure. Lock in the Bills for us. Okay. Lock Here comes in. pot two. Pot two. We have the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So we have to pick from the 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say, who are we, a Philly sports podcast, if we're not taking the Eagles? I think the Niners is probably the best pick here. Oh, I, I, I know, Kev. I know. But are we going to upset people taking the Niners? Because it's no, not no, a- no. We're not going to be homers. We're going to just we'll, – we'll be real here. We're doing like it for the guy from Cypress Hill. Be real. All right, I got the I got the Bills in the first one. I'm going to give you the 49ers. Everybody who has vitriol or wants to say anything, it's Kevin underscore Kincaid yeah. on Twitter. We took the San Francisco 49ers. Here it is uh, for pot three, live dual touchdown fest. Pot three, Dallas Cowboys, Chargers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Chargers face off against the Jaguars on the road. Tampa Bay and Dallas are obviously playing each other. Kev, who do you like here? I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers too. I, yeah, I, I like I, the Chargers. I, yeah. yeah, I don't love Brandon Staley, but I can think they. I do think they will get two weeks. Even if they game. lose, they'll score. They'll score in a in a loss. So but you got to think about it though. Cowboys could could be could win. Come here next week, win again, and Chargers could be one win and done. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I still think even in a loss, like you know, they got too many weapons on that offense. Like Austin Eckler is good for uh, seventeen carries and nine receptions for like two hundred yards. And oh, bless you! Hold on, bless you! Yeah, so, yeah. Here she is um, with me today. Sick, you know. So. Don't know if Mike Williams is playing because uh, Brandon Staley got him hurt last week. But yeah, that's a tough one too. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, it's kind of a throw. This is kind of a toss up. I almost said throw up there. It's kind of a toss up, not a throw up. Chargers or Cowboys? Chargers. All right. Keep Chargers. Uh, pot number four, we got two more. Baltimore Ravens, Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars. I hate the Ravens. Tyler Huntley, Lamar's not practicing. Tyler Huntley's barely throwing the ball. Screw them. Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. You don't like the Jags? No, the Vikings will score a lot of points even if they even if they lose. I mean, their defense is not that good, but that offense can score. All right, fine. Let's go Vikings. Swade me. All right, one more to go, Autumn. Yeah, got All a right. live one here. Hot five, New York Giants, Miami Dolphins, Seattle Seahawks. I guess you got to go Giants here because I think the only team that has a chance of actually winning is the New York Giants this yeah. week. Yeah, and they play Minnesota. Minnesota's defense is not that great. I like the Giants, yeah. All right. You want down, baby? Uh-oh. Oh. We're going to have to fix that on the form. Baltimore Ravens, Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll go to the people and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll fix this up. Um, tiebreaker though, Kev, who will win the Super Bowl MVP? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, Craig. Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy. Um, how many field goals will be scored during the playoffs? Closest to the answer without going over wins. I don't know. Thirty-six. Uh, thirty. Thirty. All right, so those are our teams. We got the Giants, we've got the Niners, we've got the Chargers, we've got the Bills, and then we've got one other team that I forgot about. Uh, who else? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. All right, I like right. that. Okay, that's good. All right, I like it. I think we're yeah. good there. Yeah. So that's the that's the uh, go to live door. Craig dropped it in the uh, in the chat. We'll also put it in the. Uh, the description for the uh, for the podcast if you, if you do want to play. And if you do want to play, please add Crossing Broad to where you found it. We'll get an extra $300 and we'll give that one away too. 
Um, this is the podcast for today. I'm Kyle. Thanks to Kevin. Thanks to Ryan Wagner for the Philadelphia Wings coming on. Thanks to Live Duel for getting us in this competition. And thanks to Craig on the ones and twos behind the scenes. Autumn, last word. What do you say, baby? Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye? No. Yep. <laughs> she just blew you a kiss. Look. Hey, kisses from Autumn for everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.